Happy New Year's. Um, it's a couple days before New Year's. I am in Kentucky at the girlfriend's family's house outside because it's the only quiet time I have. And I'm freezing. I've been out here in my pajamas trying to record this thing. My ass and fingers are cold. Uh, I'm on my iPhone. This is, uh, you know, next week with the new year, I'll be back to the studio and we'll have some more professional recordings. But fuck it. I figured, uh, I figured if people are listening, then they can hear me bitch to them like we're friends. Most of you are probably my friends. But for all those random people that listen to this and have found the podcast, now you know. I am in cold Kentucky. Uh, I'm going back to Rhode Island tomorrow to see my family. We're going to do New Year's in Rhode Island. I'm going to do the polar bear plunge January 1st. The water temperature will be a warm 33 Fahrenheit. The air temperature will be a moist 37. Um, It'll be cold. So maybe I'll get a recording of that. Uh, so, uh, So what I wanted to do to end the year was super simple. I reached out to a few friends and I told them to uh, to just call me, to leave a message, to send me some audio of how their year went, how their 2014 went. You know, too much of life is spent looking at our freaking news feeds. And it's like, who put a down payment on a house? Who had their third child? Who got that new job? Who bought a boat? Who gives a fuck? Our goal is to be real. To be, you know, to be like, yeah, maybe I cried today. Yeah, maybe I cried watching a movie Maleficent with my girlfriend's, you know, family. <laughs> maybe I'm not the strongest person in the world. Yeah, you know, my shit stinks. Whatever. Like, no one's perfect. Um, and this podcast is a way to show each other, like, ugh. You know, nothing's as it looks. We're all struggling. We're all succeeding. We're all, we're all in it together. One of my biggest goals for 2015 is to get back on that positivity thing. Like my, my mantra has always been leap and the net will appear. And that is something that I really take to heart. I was, you know, for those of you that don't know, I went to college and studied business, but I always had this like inner poet that was telling me, you are not doing what you want to do. And as soon as I got my corporate job out of college, it was a job that I like begged to get. I literally snuck into the building. It was like a security clearance building. And I like waited, I waited to walk in. I went to a job fair in Boston and I was literally in Fenway Park. They had a job fair. And it was like, you know, Hey, uh, be an associate at enterprise. And I was like, go fuck yourself. Like I got a few free pens from the job fair. It's awful. And I was like, I need to do something better with my life. So I went in my little uh, boat shoes and my tie and khaki pants. And I went to, uh, this ad agency waited for one of the ladies to walk in with her little clearance pad. And I walked in right behind her and I went up to the, to this lady, Carol, she was like on the 21st floor. I went up to the front desk and I was like, Carol, (laughs) I saw her name on the desk. And I was like, yeah, I don't have an interview, but I wanted to drop off my resume. And she, she looked at me and she goes, you're not allowed to do that. (laughs) Like you can't just walk in. And I just had this look where I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but uh, I was nice to her and I handed her my resume and I started walking away. And uh, she stopped me. She said, Dave, wait a second. And um, she was like, let me, let, me, uh, let me give this to somebody. And she let me, uh, she, she brought in someone from HR and she let them meet me. And you know what? It's, it, it, it's my story of, um, of the brick wall where, uh, you know, there's, there's a book called The Last Lecture. It's actually a YouTube video that was made on this guy who was, um, it was his last lecture. He had a terminal cancer and he was, he was a professor at Carnegie Mellon and he, he gave his last lecture and he talked about brick walls and he's talked about how brick walls weren't meant to keep people out. They were meant to show you how bad you want something. 
brick walls exist professionally. They exist in relationships. They exist with your family. They, um, they exist to keep you and to keep the world from getting like what, what is easily accessible. Like what, like dreams do not, are not easy no matter what they may be, whether they, whether they're a relationship you're working towards or, um, or what, they're just not easy. And a brick wall shows you how bad you want to leap to get to one of those and how bad you want to fight and find a way over the wall. And that's not easy. Um, my dog's barking in the background. He's excited to see me. Uh, but anyway, the brick wall in that company was the security clearance to get in and I got in and then they actually met me. And then a few months later, I had a job. And once I got over that brick wall, I realized I hated that job. And I was fired seven months later. And um, the new brick wall has been comedy. And it's been uh, relationships and finding a way to make it all work. And make my career be my passion. And share it with others. And be an example and a punching bag and a dummy. To say, look, I've fallen, but Annette caught me. And every great leap we take into whatever it is we want to do, every friend of mine that wants to start their own business or jump into a new venture and doesn't want to work for the man or doesn't want to be some peasant or some sheep herder, every single person I tell, you just have to make that commitment to yourself. Shout it to the world and watch everything transpire around you. And that's what you learn from books like Wayne Dyer's um, the Power of Intention. That's a great book for those people that are resonating with this thought that say, I want to try something new. I want to write a book. I want to write a screenplay. I want to tell a joke on stage. You have to make that commitment to actually do it. There's no amount of preparation that's going to help you. We're not getting into open heart surgery here. You don't have to go to med school, hopefully, if that's what you want to do. Good luck. Uh, but uh, most of what what we want to do those those secrets that we keep to ourselves that we're afraid to share with others there's a brick wall there and a lot of it busts down when you just become honest with yourself and tell the world and tell everyone what you are doing one of the worst things i hated when i started getting into acting was people that say oh i'm pursuing acting well there's a famous quote you have to pursue acting like a man with his head on fire pursues a pool of water and that's how you have to pursue anything you want to do in life. With vigor, with honesty, with ambition. And it doesn't matter what direction you go in, as long as you're going in a direction. That same advice can be taken with relationships. If you want something, if you want to change the people you attract, if you only attract a certain type, well, you have to change and recalibrate what you're giving off. Because we attract like we attract those that are similar to us and if we're not being honest and loving and truthful to ourselves then that's what we are attracting a few people that email that sent me messages uh Katie my friend Katie Holler she very eloquently and in a very funny way ex- explains the same thing that you have to change who you are from within uh bandages don't work you have to fix what's in and 2015 is about continuing to fix what's in I don't want to blame or feel guilt for my failings of last year or my childhood or anything. I just want to work in my own honest way to what's next. Take a step forward. And that's, for me, making people laugh. Finding new ways to be creative every day. And finding new ways to fall in love every day with my family, with my girlfriend, with the, with the traffic, with, with everything in this world to just love it for what it is and 
and um, and really really share that with others. Um, so so uh, yeah. So anyway, I got off on a tangent. I usually don't get uh, too deep, but that's how I'm feeling today. It's December 29th here. Tomorrow I go back to Rhode Island and hug my family. Uh, I hope everyone gets to spend time with their families, their loved ones. Call them, tell them you love them. And uh, here are a few people that sent me some audio that I wanted to share with you guys. Hope you enjoy. Happy holidays. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey Dave, what's going on? This is Jordan. Hey man, 2014 for me was about finding myself. 2015 I hope is about finding love. By that I mean sex. With passion. Uh, somebody I care for. Someone to give a shit about. Uh, yeah, I'd love to do that. Get it in there. You know, come. Good. Hope you got a good one too, man. Take care. I'm Katie Haller, and I have the proud title of being Dave Neal's sister bro. Um, so I'd like to thank him for all of the help uh, and, and time spent decoding many a text message um, and helping me through many an emotional saga this year. I'd also like to thank the self-help books that I've read, which brings me to the first thing that I've learned this year. Guys, if you read self-help books, I recommend them. Uh, Don't recommend leaving them out on your nightstand if you're going to invite a guy over or a lady or whoever you're fucking. Um, nothing like seeing the book single shy and looking for love to really, uh, it's a real boner killer. I'll tell you. So don't do that. Uh, you heard it here first. I've learned it the hard way. Embarrassing things live on nightstands. That is the first thing that I have learned. The second thing, uh, this was a huge epiphany for me this year. I realized uh, I, I guess I'd been, I'd gone through like a series of guys that had been very, they'd start, everything had started out really great and then they got really flaky. And I realized that the reason that I'm choosing these guys actually has to do more with my own commitment issues than it has to do with them. So essentially like I'm picking guys who I know deep down are completely emotionally retarded. Sorry if that's offensive, but that's the way to describe it. Uh, because I am, I don't, and, and it's like a defense thing. Um, it's like, it almost, it hurts less if I knew from the get go, it was not going to develop into anything more meaningful. Um, so it's almost like getting out of something with like a scratch rather than a wound, which is what I think of relationship. So that's really healthy, positive attitude. Okay. Um, the next thing, this is, this is the thing that guys do that I don't think that they're aware of. And I, and I would like to point it out. Guys like to do this thing and I like to call it the, the asshole dial. Um, so I will explain what that is. Basically, instead of being honest, now this is not, women do this too. Um, and this is not, I'm not shitting on guys. I'm not saying that they all do this like intentionally to like fuck girls over. I just think it's a subconscious thing where they don't really want, they know deep down they don't want a relationship, but they have to act a certain way at the beginning to get a girl to have sex with them. So they kind of like 
act, they steer it in that direction. And then they kind of, it's like they create expectations that deep down they know they have no intention of living up to. And then they freak out. And then they need to do something that's not drastic. It's like, it's like subtle, but it's kind of like something that's like a dick move that, that says, it like pumps the brakes on the, on the relationship, you know, like maybe it's, it's, uh, not responding to a text for two days. That's like, Oh, you thought everything was great. It's not. Or like if you're out at a bar or something and it's like flirting with another girl in front of you, it's, it's like their indirect way of being like, I'm still free. You know that, right? Instead of just like actually being honest and, and being like, so I really like you, but I don't want to be exclusive or I'm not looking for a serious, basically guys, honesty is a thing that people do and it's really refreshing. So try it. Um, third thing that I learned this year, and this is my third or fourth, I I don't like numbers. Fuck it. Um, casual sex is tricky. Uh, I used to, I used to try this thing where I was just like, I'm just going to not have feelings and, uh, you can't do that because you can't control that area of your life. So I now have to be, I used to just kind of like pretend that I didn't, uh, I would pretend, of course I'm going to pretend to the guy that I don't have feelings. I mean, because that's just what you have to do. Um, but I would, would try and convince myself that I didn't care and, and I've stopped doing that. Um, so basically what I'm saying is if you're in a friends with benefits or casual sex thing, uh, really ask yourself, like, are you okay with this or are you just going along with it because it's what the other person wants? And you know the answer to that deep down. Um, and if you know that you want something more or if you know that it has the potential to be, but it just isn't going to be, whatever it is. It's probably smart to walk away from it uh, because you will probably get hurt. Um, if you have feelings for someone, there's really no way to have sex with them and to not be emotionally attached at all. Um, sometimes you can have sex with someone that you're like, all right, I don't really enjoy you outside of the bedroom. And that's ideal, but that's rare. Um, and the last thing that I learned this year, this has been my biggest thing is just learning how to stick up for myself and to not let the fear of what a guy will think dictate my behavior. In other words, I used to let the thought, I, I'm not going to say, I want to say something, but I don't want him to think that I'm crazy dictate so much of my behavior and it's just bullshit. Um, uh, a lot of the time, and again, I'm not trying to shit on guys, but a lot of guys pull the crazy card when they don't want to be accountable for being an asshole. So it's much easier to be like, oh, yeah, she got psycho than it is to be like, yeah, I stopped calling her out of the blue. It's like, well, who's the asshole in that situation? But you are. And again, this can always be reversed. Uh, girl, women can be assholes, too. Um, but... I, I used to think, you know, I, I wanted to just be like chill. I wanted to be like the girl that didn't, I wasn't high maintenance and whatever. And in reality, that's just another way to look at that is just being a doormat. Um, when you 
if somebody doesn't call you back or if someone flakes out on plans, I mean, one, a one-time thing is different, but if it's something that's re- happening repeatedly and you just are like, oh, whatever, it's totally cool. Like, you're basically just saying, treat me however you want to treat me. I don't have standards for how I'm treated. Um, and that's, last time I checked, having standards or having respect for yourself was not really considered crazy. And it pisses me off that I used to uh, let myself think that. So um, I guess what I'm saying is it's... Uh, it's better to be crazy than it is to be a doormat. That's where I am now. Um, ideally, you would like to not be either. But um, you know what? There's a whole nother year for, for me to work on that. So that is what I've learned this year. Dave Neal. Dave Neal. So I was in the shower and I was thinking about you. Not weird. Not weird at all. And I was realizing that I wanted to leave you a message because 2014 was awful for everyone, me, I don't know, uh, <laughs> it was it was a weird year, and I'm looking forward to 2015, and if there's one thing that I've learned about 2014, while I'm sitting here, hold on, in the shower, while I was thinking, there's one thing I learned, it's that it's really easy to give up, and then more people should give up, because the more people that give up, so more people like us who don't give up will have less shitty of years. So here's to other people giving up in 2015. It's not weird that I was thinking about you in the shower. Happy New Year. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey yo, fucking at D Neils with a Z. It's your girl Tori No Pants with three S's. Fucking miss you, brother. Uh, That was weirdly sincere. So, I'm gonna do what you ask. I am doing what you asked. Uh, Except I'm doing it in Union Square. So, we're not gonna be able to hear anything, which is probably for the best. 2014 learned that I never learn and I probably won't anytime soon which is actually something that I've come to accept because I think that maybe or at least this is something that I tell myself that my constant fuck uppery is part of my charm and makes me probably a better writer in the long run so I don't know guess I'm okay with that I learned that I can be in a polygamous a polygamous polygamous relationship with my career that's a person talking loudly like me uh yeah and my marriage to my career can be a little chiller because the more time you spend with people who you really fucking organically love the less of an asshole you are essentially that's definitely something that I figured out um no resolutions we all know I'm not going to smoke any less pot or cigarettes 
or drink any less coffee or beer than I have in the past. Totally not gonna figure out how to speak Mandarin Chinese. It's so loud. Totally not gonna start doing Zumba either or learn how to drive. These are just things. <laughs> but don't you miss New York? New York misses you. So fucking loud. Um, <laughs> I think the one thing that I was told this year also that resonated with me the most and kind of actually changed me a little bit, possibly, was something my Polish gynecologist said. And that little nugget of wisdom was that every new day can be a new year. And that's what's up. Not even gonna make a boner joke. How proud are you? Probably not that proud. A boner joke would have been better than all of this, maybe. I love you, man. Hope to see your stupid face so soon. Um, yeah. And I'm always up. That was a quip. Bye, dude. <laughs> that was it. That was the podcast. Um, it's a little different than the normal sit down with a guest podcast. It's a little more interactive. Um, hope you enjoyed. If you made it this far, God bless you. I, uh, I did a set at Go Bananas Comedy Club in Cincinnati last night. So I'm going to let you guys uh, leave on a joke. Um, here's a piece of my set, stand-up comedy, from Go Bananas last night. If you want to see me live, um, come fly to L.A. No, if you want to see me live, follow me on social media. And um, if you got a college that you go to and you want me to perform there, let me know. Believe it or not, we come to places. Uh, my Twitter and Instagram is at dneals, D-N-E-A-L-Z. You can write to us at youuptothepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody. First night, he's from New York. He's been on HBO. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for David Neal. He's like, don't trust anyone with two first names. Our first comic's Dave Neal. There we go. <laughs> Won't be giving financial advice tonight. Y'all doing okay? Yeah. My first time before me in the area. I'm originally from Rhode Island. And, uh... Rhode Island here? Providence? Hey, my sister's here. We have no, no one person. You know, so Rhode Island, it's a very traditional part of the country, if you don't know. Rhode Island's very traditional. I was visiting family. I ran off the plane. Some guy goes, nice skinny jeans, queer. I was like, Dad, we're late for church. What are you doing? I live on the West Coast now. I live in LA. I don't like it out there. I'm trying to fit in and get that surfer hair look. It's still stuck in 1970s women's tennis pro. All right. You guys get anything good for Christmas? Guess not. Okay. <laughs> wow. Free tickets to Sunday night show. That's what you guys got. I got good shit. I got a selfie stick. Y'all know what a selfie stick is? You see these things? You're an asshole if you see someone with a selfie stick, but the moment you have one, you feel like the mayor of the world. You hold this thing up and you stick your phone on the end and you just take a photo like that. 
You look like a charismatic pirate. You know? Like a gay fencer. Or like any Asian ever. I'm a quote guy. I like quotes. I got, I got a mug with a quote on it. That's what I, I'm 29. That's all they get you when you're this age. I got a quote. It's, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Live the life you have imagined. Which I love that quote. I'd respect it more if someone like Bill Gates said that, you know? You know who said that? Does anyone know? Go confidently dressing your dreams, live life for imagine. Thoreau wrote that while living for free in a cabin in the woods. <laughs> Go confidently, it's like, bro, you're camping. <laughs> Is it your dream to be in the movie Into the Woods? What? Go confidently in the direction of your dreams. And then you find out that he lives outside of Boston when he wrote that. You can't have a Boston quote. He's like, hey, go confidently in the direction of your dreams, kid. Live the life you have imagined, your fucking quote's all good. Ruins it. I didn't get a chance to go home to Rhode Island for the holidays, but um, I, I have two younger brothers who are teens, 17, and the other one's, well, the other one's 11, he's not a teen yet, and uh, the 17-year-old, sometimes I, I have a sibling rivalry with them, and I don't even realize it, so I, I got them presents and shipped them to them, I didn't even realize this, I got a 17-year-old a bow and arrow kit, and the 11-year-old running shoes. Uh. <laughs> I recreated the Hunger Games, you guys with me? I called them to wish a Merry Christmas. Like, Merry Christmas, Jameson. May the odds be ever in your favor. Right. I've got more Christmas jokes. We're going to go through one week a year, guys. Come on. My mom just learned how to text. This isn't good news. She sends me a, she has a Samsung Galaxy Note. It's the largest phone on the market. She sends me text messages one letter at a time. She looks like Vanna White. She's like, H. E. Like, I like the song. Hello. I just found this out about my mom. She's, every text message she sends me ends in a dot, dot, dot. She's a suicide texter. She's like, gonna go take the dog for a walk. Dot, 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 But my brother Jameson, the 17-year-old, he's like good with technology, has an iPhone. And I called him. He's a senior in high school. I wanted to see how he's doing. I was like, hey, man, you've been getting girls' numbers? He was like, no, man, that's super creepy. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, then what do you do? He goes, you just get their first and last name and then find them online. <laughs> He's like, girls don't want to give out their numbers, it's too personal. I was like, but you can see their bikini pics on Instagram. He's like, it's 2014, bro. <laughs> if I wanted a girl's number, I'd have memorized it on the way home because I didn't have a cell phone. I'd be like, 855-0855-855-0855. My buddy's like, what time's kickball? 415. No! <laughs> Like, Jameson, what do you do if you don't get a girl's number? How do you find it if you don't have her first or last name? He was like, you just set your Tinder radius to five feet and use it like a metal detector. Just... <laughs> a lot of actions going on up here. <clears throat> yeah, I like having those younger brothers. I don't know. Ugh, I'm not going to talk about you guys. My mom is... Okay, you don't want to hear about my mom. You like, you like hearing about the brother stuff, though. Um, I... Uh... I just found out, I'm marking my time, I just found out that um, I'm really bad at taking all-male group photos. I didn't know this. I took an all-male group photo, I accidentally put my hand on the small of this guy's back. It was a gay buddy of mine, so I thought we'd be cool. He looks at me and goes, don't be a fag. You can't do that. I could have groped the large of his back, but I caressed the small of it. That's super gay. Girls aren't like that. They know exactly what to do in a group photo. You can take ten girls that I've never met before, and they all know exactly where to go, like geese flying south. That's why they do duck face. I figured it out. 
There's skinny arm over here. We have bench wing over here. Some sorority squats in the middle. They're competing to see who can get lower. She's shitting on the other girl's Louboutins. Spray, spray tan, they look like drunk Oompa Loompas. And out of nowhere, some girl in the front just does this. What is she doing? Are you a Freemason? Is that a code? Did you steal the declaration? <laughs> All of her fingernails are red and this one's blue. What does it mean? <laughs> the worst though is I saw these girls doing that lady leap. Y'all know that lady leap? They all go to some beach like camels just herding across and they jump in the air. They do that. There's always that one girl that never gets off the ground. They're up there. She looks like a North Korean missile right here. <laughs> just ready to go. Playing defense or something. Guys wouldn't let that happen. We were team players. We're like, Jimmy's not off the ground. Jimmy needs a spot. Get over here. Help Jimmy. Jump with your legs, not your back. Come on, Jimmy. Eyes to the prize, Jimmy. Come on, no one likes Jimmy, all right? But these girls, they just that's Becky, she needs to learn. Teach Becky a lesson. We jump on three. <sighs> That's Becky. Um, I just found out with my girlfriend, I can tell how angry she is based on what she does with her hands when we fight. Do you guys know this? Like, when, like she'll be like, I can't even. Like, babe, what did I do? That's what I thought. How could she, she's just like an angry Mickey Mouse sing-along. just going in with... I know she's really upset when she starts clapping at me in all the important words. Put your finger down! And then she changes it to the backhand, she's really pissed. No. No. My neighbors hate it when we fight because we have clap on lights in the kitchen. It just looks like a rushing disc. It sucks when we fight, but at least it ends on a round of applause. That's my time. I'm Dave Neal. Thank you guys so much for having me tonight. Thanks. Dave Neal, everybody.